What's good, people? Welcome to this episode of the By the Hood podcast. As you know, this is the podcast where we highlight people in our community who are making moves and doing things in the business world, in the community. Um, this right here is episode six. Yeah, so this is episode six. We got a very special guest for you this evening. This brother is an entrepreneur, um, an investor, and he's making big moves. Um, you're down in Atlanta now, right? Yeah. <clears throat> he's making big moves in Atlanta. Um, you know, so we're going to uh, talk to him about his past, um, his businesses, and um, what he's got planned. Um, make sure you pay special attention to some of the things he says because he's going to give us a lot of gems in terms of how he runs his business, how he sees investing. Um, but before we go any further, I want to say with this content, please make sure you share it because we do want to highlight these people um, and share it everywhere, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, because you'll see this post everywhere. Make sure you share it. Make sure you subscribe if you're watching the video. Um, and if you're listening to the podcast, also make sure you subscribe so you'll get it whenever the podcast comes out. Also in the building, my brother is back here, Corey. Because Corey wasn't on the last couple episodes. He's been in the field doing the work. But Corey, what's going on, brother? What's going on, Jim? What's going on, Rio? What's up, brother? How y'all doing, man? Yeah, man. You know, we, we can't complain, man. And like I said, um, you know, let me introduce this guest. I told you a bit about his background. Um, this is the brother DeMario here. So DeMario, um, I told him the fact that you are an entrepreneur, you're an investor, and you know, we're going to talk a little bit about your e-commerce businesses as we move forward. But before we get into your businesses, um, give us a little bit about your background, like in terms of schooling or what have you. Uh, well, I graduated high school um, in 2000. Uh, I did some college. I didn't graduate from college though. Um, I went to college from uh, 2000 to like 2003. Um, I got into some little situations during college and uh, actually didn't finish. But um, I kind of took that information and, you know, my experiences and tried to turn it into reality. Okay. Well, let me ask you a question because uh, within our community, there's a lot of talk about uh, college now because of the rising costs, the um, student loan crisis. What is your opinion of college? Um, and I, I pretty much have been asking this my guests because everybody has a different opinion. Some say, no, no way. Some people say, you know, it's still, it's still that important thing. My particular, and matter of fact, I'm not even gonna tell you how I feel. Let me see how you feel first before I even give you my opinion. What do you feel about college? Um, to be honest, man, I think college is a good thing um, as far as the experiences that it gives you. Um, as far as, you know, being out on your own for the first time and making it, you know, making it without your parents and stuff like that. Um, I feel like that's a good experience for people to have. Um, second of that, as far as the financial situation that it puts you in after you finish, I'm not really too comfortable with that. Um, so in college, I would kind of say maybe no, but far as uh, obtaining some type of skill or a trade or something like that, I think that would be more of the, the way that I would push um, my kids to go if they were interested in college. I wouldn't just say go to college just to go. Yeah. Um, if they were going for, you know, something that could possibly land them in a good position, say in the next five to 10 years or something like that, then I would be, I would be with it. But just to go to school for business or something like that, I, I really wouldn't suggest that. Yeah, I know when I was going to school, Cass was like taking getting art degrees and you know what I mean? They come out with a hundred grand in debt and they can do nothing. But the thing is, I actually have a lot of great experiences with college. Um, I just think we need to be more strategic in how we pay for it. Right. Because right. people just go. They finish high school and they just go with no idea of what they're doing, how they're doing, whatever. Um, Corey, you're an educator. 
So you have an advanced degree yourself, um, as do I, but what's your opinion of college as things are changing now in, um, in society? Uh, I really think that college is um, an opportunity for most people to meet other people that's on the same vibrational level. Um, it's really not about what you learn in college. It's about more who you meet because this world is, a, is, is focused a lot more on who you know than what you know. Mm -hmm. um, unless you're a doctor or something that requires an advanced degree, I don't really think college is for most people, to be honest. Um, Interesting. as much as I do education, um, most of the business people I know, uh, got into the business world and then they, they, they got their education through experience and through who they know and not what they know. That, um, that part is true, but you know, it's funny, right? Um, cause this, and we could probably do a whole show, but I don't want to do that. But I see a lot of people like, uh, pointing to specific people like, Hey, they didn't need school. And they're pointing to, um, you know, the cream of the crop. But overall, when you look at, um, you know, I don't want to say successful people because people define success in different ways. The numbers. Yeah, but the thing is there, like, if you look at, say, the, the quote-unquote millionaire next door, a lot of them are college-educated for the most part. Doesn't mean that you get – because the thing is, everybody's path is different, right? So I also do believe we should focus a lot on the trades. Like, so I'm, I'm very big into that, like, in terms of focusing on the trades because – Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm giving that up. Um, and, I, and I always mention in this book, uh, in the show, Dr. Carter G. Uh, Woodson's book, Education um, the Negro, where he always talks about a lot of us just want to wear suit and ties and not handle those other jobs. But those other jobs are how our um, community runs, and we depend on those. So I just want to get you guys' opinion on that and get, give a little bit of background in terms of Demario and his uh, educational background. But coming from that, Demario, um, I know right now. You have a huge printing business, right? So you have a let me see, your printing business is called RBY, right by you. That's printing apparel and media. Um, right. You also have a huge e-commerce business that um, I'm not even gonna put your numbers out there. When you show me what numbers you're making, I don't want to put. I ain't gonna put that out there, man. But you're killing it e-commerce wise, um, and you're taking your business to the next level. So uh, you're going from just printing and, and selling your own apparel to now becoming a fulfillment center for other people. How did you make that transition from having a, a shop to now like being a plug, so to speak? Right. Um, man, I'm going to be honest, man. It kind of just, kind of just happened, you know, like, you know, kind of like reward, kind of resorting back to what Corey was saying, or like the people that you know, and not necessarily what you know. So it was like, I was, I was moving around within the e-commerce space and, um, you know, I'm, I don't know. I'm just a person. I like to have my hand in each part of the business. So it was like I had my hands in every part of the business besides of the printing. So that kind of gave me an, an idea to, you know, possibly figure out how could I start providing. Uh, well, first, before providing, to start doing the printing myself for myself. That's kind of that's kind of how it started. Um with that and then from there you know people were asking me where did i get where do i get my prints done and stuff like that and then it kind of just grew from there okay so uh another question behind that is um what was the impetus to, for you to start your business in the first place um that's a good question man like well be honest bro like i've, I've tried a lot of different things via the internet a lot of the different multi-level marketing companies, pass, uh, not password battle, I'm sorry, but like paycation and prepaid legals and stuff like that. So I've kind of always had the, the entrepreneurial mind, but necessarily didn't necessarily have the 
the proper steps to take to getting to the next level. So um, I would just say just coming from already kind of having the mind frame and then just maturing it over time and figuring out my lane, figuring out what works for me and stuff like that. And just, you know, a lot of trial and error types of things. And um, so I really wouldn't say it was just one thing individual, I mean, in particular, but I would just say it was kind of like a collaboration of things that uh, brought me to the place where I'm at, where I am now. That's a lot. And, and you, um, you know, um, for those who may not be familiar, we are going to put some links to, uh, you know, some of his work in the description. Um, you sent me some information in terms of e-commerce with uh, Shopify mm -hmm. ads, and I was like blown away. How how much studying or what have you did you put into learning those um, ninja secrets? Because it's, it's not as simple. Some people just try to set up a Shopify account and send out some links and hope people buy, but you have a whole system in terms of marketing mm -hmm. um, and everything. How long does it take you to kind of like master those those skills? Um, well, I'm, I'm gonna be honest, man. I wouldn't necessarily consider myself to be a master because I'm, I'm more so still learning as I go. Um, I will I will admit I am probably a little bit further than others that are just starting out. And um, I'm gonna really say that really the game changer with that was learning how to effectively set up a Facebook ad. Um, I'm a firm believer in, you know, I can get my people to buy, you know, you might, you guys maybe have friends that support you and stuff like that. But you know, the world is, is much bigger than that. And, you know, the type of revenue that we're looking for, that I'm looking for, my friends probably wouldn't provide that. <laughs> so I'm a firm believer in paying for advertisement. Um, you know, a lot of people just want you to say, hey, share this, you know, post this, do this, buy my stuff, buy my stuff. And once all your friends buy it, it's like they now where your customers coming from. Mm -hmm. So I, I would think the, the, the major switch was me learning how to effectively post a Facebook ad uh, effectively learning how to uh, maneuver through uh, Instagram as well as maneuvering through Facebook without not really just the ads, but looking for my target audience. Where are they at? Where What are they doing? The types of things that they like, what type of words do they like? Stuff like that. Um, so I really think the the meat and potatoes of, of e-commerce is necessarily marketing to the people that's actually looking for your product, not just trying to market it to someone who you think that will support you because they know you personally. Man, that's a lot of game right there, man, because all these platforms allow you to do paid advertising, right? So you, you mentioned Facebook a couple of times. Right. Your experience, is that where you get the most bang for your buck in terms of marketing? Right most now, right de now? Most definitely. Um, Facebook, man, is, is so powerful because it integrates with a lot of different platforms. So, like, you could, you could find someone by if they got engaged, if their their color, their age, their race, uh, where they live. Um, yeah, it's just, I'm it's scary, right? Because I'm gonna tell you why, right? So I recognize the power of Facebook. So um, everyone knows that I'm a real estate guy. So I'm in the real estate. I once sold a property um, close to half a million dollars on Facebook and the person didn't even see the property. They bought it based on an ad. Damn. Once that happened, and how I was able to target, uh, like target who I was like, I'm talking the same thing you're just saying in terms of age, um, income, the area they live in. You know, once I saw how that worked, I'm like, yo, they really have like, because I'm I'm old school, so I've been like trying to do things in terms of marketing and paid advertising back with Google AdWords and AdSense and all that kind of stuff. Right. But when I use Facebook and I saw how targeted you can get, I was like, yo, this dude is sitting on a gold mine. Um, but what, is your, what are your thoughts on Instagram thus far in terms of, like, marketing on there? Um, 
the people that have had like a lot of success where they like on Facebook. So, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I think Instagram, you know, because Facebook owns Instagram, I think now they're more so integrating into more of a Facebook feel as far as ads and targeting. Um, I think Facebook is, I mean, Instagram is definitely a powerful item that you can use, especially if you know how to put out quality content, you know, where the videos are looking good, your pictures are very crisp. Um, I think Instagram is really based on that. Uh, the, the more clarity of your content and the more um, content that you put out via Instagram, I think will increase your, your, your chances tremendously for reaching people and the use of hashtags and stuff like that um, on, on Instagram is really huge. Okay. Okay. So is, are there any other, um, you know, uh, platforms or services that you see like, you know, um, people should be starting to look at now or right now do you think Facebook and Instagram is where it's at? Uh, Facebook and Instagram is pretty where it's at, but I also would include uh, another program that's called Clavio. Uh, that is an email marketing platform. So basically, I have about a 75,000 email list. Um, all those emails I didn't personally collect. You know, I do use a service for some of them, but a lot of them uh, did just come from, you know, different campaigns I ran for, you know, getting people to sign up for different offers and stuff like that. Uh, but I think e along with email marketing, along, I mean, Facebook and Instagram, along with email marketing, I think those are my top three that I'm using right now to generate sales within my e-commerce. Okay. Um, <clears throat> interesting, right? So you, you pretty much have it down, down a pack in terms of this whole e-commerce thing. And what's interesting is this is all self-taught, right? Correct. I always talk about how someone once told me, don't let school get in the way of your education. So it Facts. Sounds like, you know, <laughs> so it sounds like, you know, what, you, what you've been able to do is like, you know, teach yourself a lot of business uh, skills to be in the online uh, platform. Correct. Um, I know that you recently got a, a building. You were doing all this out of your house and you moved to a commercial space and you took it to the next level. Um, Correct. How, how did that happen? Like, so, so explain that process. So, well, um, <clears throat> I was doing it out of my home for about two years, um, just building a business, you know, more so just really, really printing for myself. And um, I linked up with some guys and uh, we had uh, organized a, a, uh, a three-way split on a on a Shopify store. So we just opened up the store in like February. No, it was like September. I don't know why I said February. It was like September of last year. And, you know, we were just selling like just trendy items on Google, you know, looking at e uh, eBay, Etsy, stuff like that, that people are, are buying. And um, they might not necessarily properly um, advertise their, their stores. So these people were having the same type of products we were having, but they weren't using the same type of tactics we were using to reach their customers. Um, so we, we did a couple of different campaigns, a couple of things were, were, were going well for us. And then the game changer happened on, uh, on Black Friday. Uh, we did a, we did a four day sale. Actually it was like five days. We did like a, a early bird sale from Wednesday on Wednesday. And then Wednesday and Thursday was like the early bird and the actual sale went on on Friday. Uh, so from, from Wednesday to uh, say that cyber Monday, we did about five figures on sales. Um, a lot of the things that we were selling, uh, we were actually doing the printing for them as far as the t-shirts and stuff like that. So it was like, <clears throat> it was like a light just clicked on. It was just like, man, you know what, if I can offer this and I can do this for myself, I know it's other people that I can help out there that's looking to do the same thing that I'm doing 
but having their freedom, being able to enjoy life with their kids, things of that nature. So um, I kind of really took a hard, long look for about three months. I was just looking around for the perfect space. I didn't really want to take on too much, but I did know, I did, I knew that I needed more space because in my home, I have like over three or 400 t-shirts. So in three or four rooms out of my, out of my house, there's nothing but supplies and, you know, <laughs> my ladies, like, but she's stepping over stuff and, you know, no one had nobody over at the house because they looking at us all crazy, but I'm like, hey, it is what it is, you know? So, <laughs> like, if they don't understand, then, hey, they just don't understand. So, um, it just it just kind of went to that, and then I kind of found the perfect building, man. It's about it's close to home. Um, I don't really have to travel too far, um, but I have a, a two thousand square foot uh, facility, and uh, we're actually moving more into the digital printing side. So we're doing like DTG, we're doing um, embroidery as well as wrapping vehicles and stuff like that. Um, so with the place, it, it, it allowed me to expand on the services and really offer more than just t-shirt printing. Um, so like I said, we're, we're wrapping vehicles, we're doing photos and videos and all types of things now. And that's kind of where the media aspect comes in on it. Okay. But I would just say, just to answer your question, just to cap it off, I would just say it was just the, like the business was, was, uh, was at a point to where it was screaming for, you know, if you want to scale up, you have to be able to have more space because there's only so much room in my house okay so i would say that's really what it was the business I, made it happen i have a question about um education you said you um you know you made jim said you sent me some videos and some education uh what was the impetus for that what, what made you want to do that you said say it. i didn't hear you, oh, say uh, you he said you said jim said you sent them some information some um some videos and, and, and some information about okay. you know the Shopify store. What right. what made you want to um actually uh help other people? What 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 was the thing that drove you to want to educate other people? Um, I'm gonna really say, man, the number one thing that I that I felt was like <clears throat> like I've never been a person who want to learn something and then try to hide the game from other people. Um, I've always been the type of person that, especially if it's someone that looks like me, come from my same background or come from my same types of struggle, it's like, if I can do it, you can do it. And it was more so that was the motivation behind it. Um, like I said, I, I was going to charge for it, but I scratched the charge and I just gave it away for free. Um, you know, I really kind of want to get back to it, but with, you know, opening up this space and doing all that, I just, time's kind of been short. So I'm going to get back to doing more of the videos and stuff like that. Um, but I would say, the ultimate thing was just like, if I can do it, you can do it type of thing. That's love. You basically, uh, I guess as Nipsey would say, you were vertically integrated. Like you, you had the whole exactly. thing down. And you have a, um, an actual brand, uh, Passport Valid. So right. I've seen the IG page and I see that um, in terms of uh, one of your own personal e-commerce sites. Instead of mm -hmm. TV, what have you. Um, how'd you come up with that brand? Um, I guess, I, I guess it's, to me, it would appear that you love to travel uh, with the right. land of passport valid. Um, so, just uh, so what happened was, man, uh, when I first moved down to Atlanta, I used to do a lot of uh, like promo stuff. I used to like book artists, take them on the road, stuff like that, and I would just organize all of the all of the travel arrangements. So, <clears throat> where, are, where are you originally from before you uh, got down to Atlanta? I'm originally from Columbus, Ohio. Okay, getting in Ohio. Okay. Yeah. So um, when I first moved to Atlanta, that's what I was doing. I was booking artists, uh, working with different artists. 
and um, I would always be the one to organize travel. Um, so just getting around doing that stuff, booking the artists and stuff like that. Once I did stop booking the artists, I would still get artists that would hit me up like, hey, man, you know, can you book us some stuff? Let us know what's going on in this particular city. You know, we want to stay here, you know, all those types of things. So I was kind of more so like a travel agent for artists, but I really I didn't really look at it like that. It was just me helping people type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had, um, I had a friend in Cleveland who they do promotions as well. And we worked out a deal where we would um, uh, promote a trip down to Dominican Republic for the Floyd Mayweather fight with Manny Pacquiao. So this was in like 2015. So we, we just uh, basically, we was like, man, let's just send out a text message. We really didn't know how it was going to go. So we sent out a text message, like a mass text, and uh, just off of the text messages, we got about 27 people to, to follow us around, to follow us out there. Transitioning forward, I know that you're a member of Abacus, um, which are a group of brothers and sisters dedicated to investing and teaching others to invest. So mm-hmm. in me, like following your journey and following you online, I see that now you're heavy into investing. Right. I see you love your dividend stocks. You always talk about your dividend stocks. Period. <laughs> <laughs> That's something that all three of us have in common is the um, Okay, how good the company is. They ain't giving them no dividends. I'm cool. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, listen, so h- how did you uh, get an interest in um, the investing aspect uh, of business? And um, wh- what are you like working on in terms of that? Like, so it's one thing to own a business, right? Mm-hmm. So, and, and there's different aspects of owning a business, but now taking it to the next quadrant, you, you know, if we talk about the cash flow quadrant by Kiyosaki. So you're going from, you know, be having a business, right? Now you're going mm-hmm. to the high quadrant as an investor. Um, right. is it something that you always envisioned or did someone put you down with investing and you learned it? Like, how did you come about becoming an investor as I see you making that transition now? Man, what's so funny, man, is like I've always kind of had the mind for it, but I never really um, knew where to get the information from. So, you know, I was, even before the Abacus, I would watch C- CNBC, I would watch the, the the stock market bill, opening day, you know, I would still watch the stuff, but I really didn't know what I was watching. I was just more so looking at business more so. Um, and some friend, he tagged me in one of James' posts and was like, you know, bro, man, I really think you should get with dude and he, he's a good guy. And kind of like I was saying before, I've done so many different internet businesses. And I kind of told my dude, I'm like, man, you know what? I'm done with the internet businesses stuff, man. If he ain't really official, I'm cool. Mm-hmm. He was like, man, nah, man, dude, he official, he official. So I started watching James for about six months. I didn't say nothing on his page. I didn't like any posts from him or anything. I was just watching what he was saying. Mm-hmm. And uh, one day he kind of struck a core in me uh, where he was saying that he was teaching people, but he was only teaching black people. He was, he was going on a rant saying how he turned down X amount, X amount of dollars from a group of white people. And that just, that really struck out to me because usually people are just about the money. Like it's not about teaching, you know, trying to pass it down to a certain group of people. It was more so just about making money. So once I heard that from him, I really started to tune in really. I, I turned on my notifications. So whenever he posts, I would get a notification that he posted just to see what was going on. Um, so I would say about November 2016, I went on ahead and I invested into the Abacus um, just off of, like I said, watching for six months, listening to what other people were saying, stuff like that. So I took um, took like the first six months, man, I was really kind of playing around with the information. Oh, well, let me back up. So what I did when I when I originally uh, first started up, I went on ahead and paid for the entire year. 
um, because I'm a person like I don't like to waste my money. So I paid for the entire year just to give myself some time to get, you know, take the train wheels off and stuff like that. And I try to learn everything in a month. So I ain't got to keep paying the monthly charge. I was like, hey, look, I'm going to pay this yearly. I'm, I, I got a year to get this information down to make it work for myself. So that's what I did the first time. I, I mean, that's what I did when I initially signed up. So I took like six months, you know, in and out, you know, on it two, three weeks at a time, maybe fell off about a week or two, something, you know, for like six months. So I finally went ahead and um, say in March, he dropped a Bitcoin class. That was uh, in March of 2017. Mm-hmm. I was going through some financial uh, situations with the government and stuff like that. They had some money froze up um, in one of my accounts. And, uh, you know, so I was on some F the government type stuff, you know what I'm saying? And that's basically what Bitcoin was saying. <laughs> like, so, <laughs> <laughs> so I was with it, like, you know, so, uh, so long story short, man, I, I invested into Bitcoin. Um, I bought three whole Bitcoins right off the rip. Uh, Bitcoin was like $1,100 when I first bought in. And um, I held on, held on, held on all the way until like November when it reached about 18 grand. Um, I went ahead and got rid of two whole Bitcoins at 18 grand, which was 36,000. 36, so really I turned like 3,500 into 36,000 in the course of about eight months. That's all I needed to see. It was over. It was, yeah. it was over. <laughs> it was over. kind of money is over. <laughs> it was over. Like I'll say, oh yeah. So, you know, I was, going, I was going hard on the crypto for a long time. I still rock with the crypto. Um, I was doing a lot of trading and um, just through one of my presentations, I was letting people know, like I was losing so much sleep and losing time and energy and stuff like that by trading that I kind of set it off to the side. I'm not really a trader. Like I got a lot of different things going on and that was kind of putting me in this situation. Corey talk about that all the time. Cause like he likes to trade. I, I'm, I'm, a I, I, I'm not a trader, man. I ain't gonna lie. Like I'm not I got too much going on. Like I can't, I can't watch it. Like, yeah, I know you can exactly. set it for the people out there gonna cuss me out, I said you can automate it. And I know that, but it's just, right. It's just it's, but but even stuff. even with the automation, man, you still have to manage it. Like, exactly. like like you still have to manage it, regardless. So it I was like more so like companies that just you know sit around and just pay me. I like my, my portfolio is very boring, but I love it. Right, exactly. And 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 and, and mine is kind of like just like you said, it's boring. It doesn't do a lot, but when it do something, it definitely do something. Mm-hmm. Um, no so, so that's pretty much, man. What 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 happened with me to really break in, break me into an investing? Um, I will say this: I I really don't encourage people to start out like I did. It was just more so um, where I was at in my life, type of things I was dealing with at that current time. It just had me, you know, jump out off really on faith. Really, um, I really didn't, you know, I learned about Bitcoin through the class, but I really didn't know exactly what I was doing. It was just more so I just wanted to do something just because I was put in that situation with them freezing my money and all that types of stuff. Okay. Yeah. All right. So man, that's amazing, man. So now like, you know, just, just bringing it all together, you have the business that's flourishing. Um, you're investing. You're also giving back by teaching our people, man. So you, you kind of got it all uh, going on. What, what do you see yourself doing in the future? Like what are your goals now that you've accomplished what you've accomplished what are your people Where do you want to go? Um, well, man, my, my, my ultimate goal, man, like, is to buy an island. Um, I don't know where, uh, but wherever I can buy an island at, I would love to buy an island and make that island attractive for, for black owners, black business owners to come there. Um, far as uh, if it's something to deal with the land, you know, I wouldn't mind going maybe down to the Caribbean somewhere to where 
it's not too far from the United States, but we're kind of like our, we're doing our own thing. Um, and every and pretty much developed the whole entire island <clears throat> from sewage, airport, you know, hotels, all that types of stuff. That would really be my ultimate goal that I that I want to do. Um, and you know, I don't really see it happening soon, but that is something that I, that I do want to do. I love it because like a lot of times I ask people like, "What's their goal?" and they be like, "Well, you know, I want to um, you know, buy like ten houses next year." You you said I want to get an island for my people. That's like next level. So yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> like 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 you know, just yeah, man. Like like I would love to create like like our own little Cancun where it's like black owned businesses all throughout the strip. I don't know if you guys ever been down to Cancun and seen yeah. the setup, but yeah, I've been to Cancun. Yeah, so you you know what I'm saying, like all the hotels and resorts and everything like that, I would love to offer that to say, hey, hey, court man, you know, we got some space, you know, or or Jimmy, man, you in the real estate, you know, come and look at this space, man. Maybe you guys can build a hotel or build a restaurant or build a barbershop, anything, something to, oh, to, that's, that's, um, that's an amazing goal. I'm, I'm blown away by it, man, but I'm glad you said that, though, because like, these are some of the uh, conversations that are being had these days. And it's funny, because I was just telling someone, um, whether on a previous podcast, Tom Montgomery, the real estate dude, I was telling him that I think it's like a paradigm shift in terms of our people willing to share information. Mm-hmm. But I've been thinking about that. I don't know if it's a paradigm shift overall, or is it just the fact that my circle is shifting, right? Right. You know, you two brothers right there, uh, you know, two brothers that I follow on a daily basis. And, you know, you guys are always talking about business, you know what I mean? About entrepreneurship, about family. So it's like the conversations are switching, right? So usually you go online and, you, you know, people are talking about, you know, what the score of the game is or mm-hmm. something, you know, mm-hmm. not, not that I don't love my, like my ratchetness. I like ratchetness just as much as everybody else, but I like, I like right. right. So that's, that's something that, um, you know, our listeners and viewers can take away as well. Like, there are brothers and sisters out here who are doing big things and have big goals, such as buying an island. So it's like, you need to network with the right people because when you, if I wake up in the morning, right? And I'm like everybody else, I check social media. And, you know, I'm waking up and I'm hearing brothers talking about buying islands and trading options for the day and buying property and, you know what I'm saying? E-commerce and all these kind of things. It, it, it motivates me. So, you know, first of all, I just want to say thank you because, you know, you know, that kind of like motivates me. So, um, but like we always do in this thing, right? one thing I want to ask you about is books, right? So I like mm-hmm. to ask everybody about books. Mm-hmm. What would you say are some of your favorite books that you have read throughout the time that have like, you know, given you some game or, or motivated you or, or something that you would recommend people read? It could be anything. It could be anything from, you know, a crime novel to a, to a you know, everybody's favorite. Everybody else hits me with the books that I there. But I'm going to say the number one book, I think, and this is going to be for the brothers. Um, I'm going to give up two books. I'm going to get one that I think strictly for the brothers should read. And I'm going to give another book that I feel like everyone should read. Um, but the first book, I think, um, and the reason why it's going to be two books, let me explain that, is because I feel like us as men, um, I feel like we should have you a... Can you can give as many as you want. There's no limit on how many you can give. I just okay. Wanna, yeah, if you want to give... Okay. Just give well, like okay. So, I, so, I, so, I, so I'm going to give you two books. The first book I think that every man, every black man in America should read is The Message to the Black Man by Elijah Muhammad. Yes, sir. Um, that book really changed my life. Like, um, just from the perspective of the way that it was, it was written. You know what I'm saying? It was, written on, it was written to me on empowerment. It wasn't written on tearing down a system, guidelines, as far as black men, how to conduct ourselves 
amongst the world as well as amongst each other. So that's, I think that's huge. I think if me and you might not know each other personally, but we have mutual respect as men. And I, and I kind of think in our community, we don't respect each other as men first. We respect each other for what you have or what you can do for me first, or he hit her or he got this chick or he driving this car or he's rocking this watch. And I, I kind of think that is like a superficial respect level. Um, so I think once you, once you take it back down to the S's and that's, you know, we all men, we put our pants on the same regardless. Like, so I kind of think that that's why that book to me is so important. Um, a business book that I read that I would recommend for everyone would be Rework by Jason Fry. Okay. Um, Rework is, is basically rewires your mind. It's from being an employee to an entrepreneur. Um, anyone looking to scale a business, anyone looking to gain more information on how to be a, an effective entrepreneur, I think that book is good for you. Okay, that's good. Because Rework is one of those books that I actually own, haven't got to yet. And I feel like I say that on <laughs> every episode, but I'm heavy in the book. <laughs> that's what's up. But in terms of um, Message to the Black Man, I actually just reread that uh, I think it was the end of last year, the beginning of this year. I just reread that because I, I always go back and reread books that I've read years past. Mm-hmm. I need more information to see how I feel about it. And right, powerful book, and and it is it is an uplifting book when you read it because he talks about like gaining knowledge from everywhere, but just taking that knowledge and bringing it to your people. Exactly. So a lot of times people try to talk about um, you know, uh, he was either anti-Semitic or hated white people. But it's not like he actually tells you in the book to study them. Study the good things about him, right? Like, he, he goes in, he, he, you know, he has his bars in terms of, like, you know, right. but he does say, listen, you know, when you see how they built, he, he talks specifically about companies and governments and mm-hmm. talks about uh, going to see how they built that, but then bring that information back to your people and keep the good parts and build, but build with your people. So, exactly. A lot of game in that book. So, that's, a, that's definitely a good read. Um, rework, I'm going to get to that. Um, you know, now that you mentioned it, I'm going to move it up my list. Right. There's so many great books out there. Um, before we get out of here, Corey, you got any more things you want to ask? Or, uh, uh, you know? Yeah, I just wanted to ask um, Mario, uh, what, what, what made you go from uh, Columbus to Atlanta? Was it the, the weather? Was it the, the business? What, what, what made you move your, your, your operation, your shop from Columbus to Atlanta? Man, just to, I'm not about to be politi- politically correct and say some more. So I'm going to give you the real why I moved to Atlanta. <laughs> I moved to Atlanta, man, because I was at a point, I just came home from jail. I didn't want to keep doing what I was doing. And it was like, I looked around at every per- people that I was um, engaging with in Ohio, and I was just like, I'm going to end up back in prison or worse, you know? Yeah. Like, no one had anything for me different to do nobody besides my friend in Atlanta. And um, that's who basically got me started with the, with the promo uh, shout outs, Donnie peoples. And um, you know, he's a long time college buddy of mine. And, you know, I, I really thank him for that because he could have tried to bring me on as an employee or something like that, but he gave me half the company. He was showed me everything, introduced me just like I was his partner. And I, I kind of think that that really switched my, like, I, like I said, I always had an entrepreneurial mind, but I really didn't know how to nurture it. So it was like I was thrown in the fire to have to learn on the job. And I think that was the best training for me because I'm a hands-on type of person. So that's really just the, just the switch in the mindset, man, and, and not wanting what I've been getting and wanting something different and 
knowing that I'm better than what I was doing and that just that in a whole, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't, and then, and the weather too. Like I was down here. Um, I can't, I remember vividly. I was in Atlanta on like, I think it was January 9th, 2011. And it was 75 degrees down here. I'm riding. <laughs> down. I was feeling good. I call home and it's a blizzard. Like I'm like, oh, that's it. Hey, put your mom on the phone. <laughs> Never coming back. <laughs> so it was, it was something like that. It was like, you know, with that, it was, it was like the weather definitely pushed me over the top, but I was pretty much already had um, my, my mind made up that I was going to move to Atlanta. Just the energy man down here, like people, and, and say Jimmy kind of touched on it, like the willingness to share the share the information. Um, in Ohio, it's like people don't really got no information for you. The people who got the information, they're not gonna give it to you. So it was like when I got down here and I got to mingling with people who was doing what I wanted to do and they looked like me, and I was seeing like, damn, like I don't have to do that to do to get the results that I was getting before. I can do what this person is doing and. Yeah. And it, it kind of just went from there, man. It was like I fell in love with Atlanta just from that, like just the the willingness of trying something different and not sticking to the unquote status quo of a black man in the hood type of thing. That's Yo, your, your story is amazing. Like that's inspirational, man, to a lot of people out there to let you know, like even if you make a mistake, it's coming back from that. But I'm gonna yeah. point out something real quick because I find this interesting just listening to you talk, right? So, um. Going back to the previous podcast with the brother we had on, he talks about, we asked about college, right? So he's a master real estate wholesaler. And he talked about how he didn't learn anything in the classroom in college, but he used to throw parties. And the skill set that he learned from throwing parties at college helps him in his business because it helps him organize and things like that. Mm-hmm. You said that the person that put you on and showed you all kinds of love giving you half was a college buddy, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm bringing those two things up because as I listen to these stories, right, and we all were consistently having this college conversation, college is more than a classroom. You made, definitely a, is. you made a connection that helped you get to where you are today as he mm-hmm. learned a skill set outside of the classroom that helped him get to where he is today. So I just want to bring that up, you know. Um, yeah, definitely, man. I, I definitely feel like, like I said, like I said, I, I definitely feel like college is definitely for the experience wise, it's like second to none. Um, I would encourage people who might not know what they want to do to go to college. Like, you know, some people might know exactly their career pattern they want to take and they got, you know, all their majors and they know what they want to do. If that's you, fine. But if it's someone who's just kind of just out here, just looking for something, just, but they want to do something, I would, I, I would say college um, because of the, the relationship that you can build, the experiences that you can have. And, um, so, so that's my thing. But like I said, the financial aspect on it is kind of like tough, dog. Yeah. But, but, but I do. Like I said, I'm not, I'm not totally against college, though. Yeah. As I heard you talk, though, it just stuck out to me. Like, okay, so this is like the last two shows in a row where someone is right. college, but it wasn't the classroom. It was like right. everything outside the classroom. But those things have helped you get to where you are today, man. Mm-hmm. So, um, with that being said, though, man, Corey, you got any other um, things before we get out of here, good brother? I just want to say thank you to Rio for, for coming on the show and, and blessing us with these bars. Most definitely. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. it. And I appreciate the invite, man. This is this is cool, man. I, I, I You know, I got I to gotta get more in tune with this type of stuff right here. So this, I definitely appreciate the opportunity. We appreciate you, man, because you, you gave a lot of wisdom, uh, you know, um, with, within this, uh, this talk right here, man. And I hope people pick up a lot of game that you, that you pretty much gave. And it's for our people, man. So 
for those out there um, listening or watching, however you're consuming this content, please make sure you share it because um, our people need to hear stories like this, right? Word. I think y'all like to share fight videos and, you know, I'm guilty. I just want some of them. I ain't gonna lie. But at the same time, you, know, you, gotta, you gotta balance it out by sharing stuff like this. <laughs> yes, sir. 80-20. But <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I like a good twerk video, too. Don't get, I'm just like everybody else, but that's not gonna consume me though, you know. So ain't nothing wrong with double tapping someone. Right, ain't, ain't nothing wrong with that. I definitely double tap now. Double tap this too though. You know what I mean? Yeah, the real. Yeah, all y'all savages out here, please share this content. But um, <laughs> that being said, man, for myself and my brother Corey, man, um, we just want to tell you people out there, as we always say, pick up our book, Own Your Time and Space, and you can get that at ownyourtimeandspace.com. Um. Again, it's not how much money you make, it's how much you keep. And we'll see you on the next episode. The game elevates. Peace, family. And make Peace. sure you share this content. Shout out to the Abacus, baby. Shout out to the Abacus. Shout out to the Abacus. Word.